and boom, we're back. Hi, kids. We made it. Second week, week number two, and we're here. And look at how exciting down below me. It's the first time Kelly's come with her face. Yay! Yay. How do you feel about being on camera? I'm well, it's really the words and the order in which you just said them because you always start with how I'm below you. You're below. And then you just said I, I came with my face. Oh. It was a very weird intro. So I'm a little distracted. <laughs> Listen. I mean, I, the brain does that though, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, got, I got COVID. It's a kind still, of a good. Okay? It's a kind of a good segue to introducing the guy next to me because, you know, he's notorious for those. We got another new face on the panel besides Kelly's. It's just her picture. We've got Mr. Dana. Dana, how you doing? Tell everybody a little about yourself and how was your week, babe? I am well. I am Dana, and I had a week full of regular activities, experiencing emotions, and uh, <laughs> from time to time, I would sleep and imbibe alcohol. <laughs> I can't stand this whole life. Okay, so Dana, how long have we known each other? Uh, indirectly or directly? I don't know. Probably close to like 20 years. Insane, like you, I, you'd come through again. the high school. Yeah, it was probably in, more you, than twenty years then. Yeah, yeah, you'd you'd come in. You were dating one of the chicks there. Um, you knew a couple of my exes, Denny's. It was kind of crazy, and then we started hanging out. And I think you'd be around when Brian was around. So I mean, everybody's kind of been around in the circle for a very, very long time, and we're all just Stop. kind of a crazy group of people. That mesh well together, I think. Yeah. No. I mean, okay. <laughs> How fun! All right, awkward silence. Week two. This is great. Let's go. Okay, Kelly. How was your week? Anything fun happened? Oh, you were still on me. I was supposed to. Oh, I dropped the ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay I, babe. It's okay. No, I'm it's just, okay. I'm just gonna do a First little show. pass back to Dana. You know. Yeah. What? So, Dana, how do you know me? Uh, I met you when you came to Jeffrey's house to breastfeed your daughter. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's so nice. Kelly met a lot of my friends while she like was breastfeeding. That. I do have it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was one of, the, yeah. one of the few times that I actually like dragged myself out of the house from like the house. Rearing and, your own children. Yes. Yeah, so I was, I was stay at home datifying and, I finally got myself to go someplace. So I went to Jeffrey's house to smoke cigarettes and talk to a human that was older than a few months. And then right. you came. Yeah, and then you're like, old? my titties hurt. Where's my girl? Right. So you had to That's... take care of that. <laughs> probably we have different memories of that, but. Yeah, it was loosely... probably some. The language isn't exact, it's not verbatim, but. A little different. You know, right. It was something like that. It was pretty mm-hmm. close. I think it was, yeah, I think so, I got it. I think I got it right. That's what, that's what happened. So uh, how old's your kids now? Eight and 10. So it's probably been eight years then, nine years. Right. Because Anna did. was like one or less. So Yeah, I wasn't so breastfeeding her when she was seven. So yeah, she was, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. so, and how long were you stay-at-home dad? Um... I believe about five years. And yeah. I understand why yes. you have to approximate that time. We'll probably get into that later in the show. Yeah, blurry. Even... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, you can relate, right? Yes. Yes. That's what yeah, I'm what doing does right that now. Feel? Like, why don't you bring us back and remind us <laughs> how good it is not to rub your What, what is this? What is this sleep thing you talk about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> your five months feels your like five months years. in. That's like oh, a joke God. right now when you're like at like a year and a month or so, and it's it's not a joke anymore, and you're still saying it. Like at first, you're like, ha ha ha, I slept four hours this week, and then at like 13 months, you're like, I still sleep four hours a week, and it's like death. Yeah, it stopped being a joke for me after like four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my uh, life that, now yeah I'm yeah like, uh, but hey i got he actually, news for you my kids sleep in now like anna if you let her will sleep 14 hours straight wow oh, god yeah so i'm just saying that's it, my it kind can of happen sleep. for you too it can happen <laughs> it will it yeah will. I, I don't yeah. i don't have that i have the, the four o'clock wake-up call of kids i hear the door opening this morning and I, i'm like what the hell is that and i go rushing out of bed and i see aiden with a trash bag and i'm like what are you doing he's like i'm taking the trash out i'm like in the middle of the night and he's just looking at me and he's 10 and i'm like what's in the trash aiden what's in the trash oh dear and he's like rappers they ate a whole box of cereal bars. There was 24 of them. Oh, at see. 4 a.m. They didn't have a stomach ache? Jesus. No, because they're, they're not natural. But this is what they've done since the two older ones came. They got food obsessions. So, you know. I, I, love, I love that my first thought before I remembered it was Aiden, was that, oh, how helpful. Maybe tomorrow's garbage day. Yeah. No, but this is what my whole week's been, is that I'm looking in the ki- the, 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 the cabinet, and I'm like, where the fuck is all the Tupperware? What the fuck is going on here? And then it dawns on me, Aiden's been throwing a trash out a lot lately, and before the bag's full, and he does the dishes. He's been throwing out all the Tupperware. All of it. So he doesn't have to Tupperware. wash it? Yeah, and we got a dishwasher. He ain't washing it by hand. He's putting. It, he don't want to put it in the. He don't want to rinse it off to put in a dishwasher. So he's throwing okay, it so out. That, but yeah. that's kind of genius. I mean, yes, I would lose my shit. I absolutely would. But it's not my kid, so I really think there's some. That's brilliant. No, really, no, if you want to get used, out of something, just I throw in the garbage. The fucking Italian guilt. I said, Aiden. He said, you want to know what the problem is here? He said, remember whose house this is, right? I don't own this one. This is a rental. Whose house is this? Aunt Mel's. Okay. Who supplied all the stuff when we got here? Aunt Mel. So whose stuff did you throw out? Aunt Mel's. And then it dawned on him. So... Aiden, you're going to need to go and apologize to Aunt Mel and Uncle Tim and let them know that you've been throwing out all their shit. Mm-hmm. He didn't care for that mm-hmm. at all. Not even a little bit. <sighs> this kid is going to be the death of me. But, okay, before we go, wait, before we go, because I'm going to forget, speaking of this troubled child, because I'm going to put his ass in one of these camps where they go and hike him through the wilderness all summer long and they only give him a banana. <laughs> I just read Jenny Pentland's book, because this is airing on Monday, uh, which was Roseanne Barr's daughter. It, it just dropped January 18th. 
Here's the little title. This will be funny later, a memoir, Jenny Pellin. Okay, go check it out. You can get it Amazon, anywhere books are sold. You can get it on Kindle, uh, Audible, pick it up. I'm going to be interviewing her this week, so this should be coming out either later this week or next week. Make sure you go check it out. Um, it's a great book. And for those of you listening, just listening and not watching us, just want to give you a little shout out because I was doing some digging today, looking for some old interviews with Jenny Pentland because we had her brother, Jake, Roseanne's son. He did a show on our old channel, um, Uncensored, which you can see volume one is on YouTube. But I was looking and you guys, I don't know if you remember when we I did the original show and it was just audio only with the girl, you know, Karen Ashley from the Power Rangers and Katrina. Um, it was just on blog talk and now we're on Spotify and all the different, you know, we're filtered all over. So I was pulling up the reports today because I realized we still have a huge audio only file following and we never talk about it. We don't explain to anybody what we're showing on the screen, nothing. And one of our biggest (laughs) other countries that people are listening from is Denmark. We have the UK, really? Germany, Singapore, Malaysia, Spain, Netherlands, France, Bulgaria, Switzerland, India, Jamaica, China, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Italy, the Philippines, Belgium, Mexico, Australia, Hong Kong, and Belize are our biggest other countries that are downloading our shows on a regular basis. Like I went back for a year. Wait, we're in good and with China. These countries. Oh, apparently. They're, I they're think downloading we might shows be- on a regular basis. Oh. We must be getting I used just, as an English language class. I don't know, but Maybe. I was so, it just really, it made me <laughs> stop and pause. And I realized 2022, right? That's I said horrifying. I was going to be grateful this year. And I just wanted to take a minute to read all those countries and just say, I saw you. I'm grateful. Thank you. If you're listening and you can't see us, come find us on Twitter. It's live it's UCR or Instagram. It's say right. hi. Right. Let us know Come say hi. Live UCR. Come let us know. Say hi. Drop us a line. Come come say hi. We'd love to chat. Uh, so thanks for that. So I'm sorry to interrupt what we were chatting about, but let's go back to uh, crazy children. Um, but yeah, Kelly's the only one. Well, no, Jana's kids are older now. What are your kids like now that they're older? Do you get to sleep? Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Every once in a while, you get like the middle of the night. What was that sound where one of them just rolled out onto the hardwood floor? Oh. Most of the time, you just walk in there and throw them back up in the bed. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's harder because they're heavier now. But, you know, oh, I mean, man. occasionally you get the 11 p.m. I had a bad dream. You've been talking right up until like one minute ago. I know, but I had a bad dream. So, I mean, it's not that bad. So it's not like where they do. Yeah, for like a minute. But like, it's more like the the domino thing doesn't happen anymore. Like if you have two of them, like where like one of them wakes up at like one in the morning and then they're crying and then the other one wakes up and then you have to make two bottles and then you got like one going back to sleep and then the other one making noises, keeping the other one awake. Then you think you got that one back to sleep and you're about to lay them down. The other one's just staring at you with their eyes wide open. And you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And they're like, baby. And they hit them. And then it start all over again. And so that's a that's a game I used to play. Mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. I didn't. It happens. You know, I got to yeah. give a lot of credit to Maureen. She did. She did more and held it together better than I did, for sure. So, uh, I just I have a very 
I have I need I require sleep to function. Me too. It it didn't go it didn't yeah. go well for me emotionally. Yeah, it sucks. It definitely. I was lucky. Gabe slept. Um, I became a single parent when he was eight months old, and I was lucky. He pretty much slept through the night. He would kind of get up sometimes, and he would just he would he would put his blanket over his head, and he would be under there, and he would just blah 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 blah, blah and he would play with his toys. And it would just be kind of fun to sit and listen to him, but he would go back to sleep. He would self-soothe. So it was super crazy. But now that they're older, they don't, the older two never kind of slept at night. You know, we had door alarms, window alarms. We had motion detectors because they were little Houdinis that got into anything and everything, um, which was always very, very stressful. And it still is. And now I'm doing it alone and it fucking sucks. Just saying. You're all right. You're doing a great job. We're all proud of you. (laughs) You're doing a wonderful job. Yeah. 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 You know what it causes? A lot of anxiety. I was just going to say that. It's like you read my mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You like that segue? You see that coming? Yeah. Well, the best part is the, the parent anxiety it isn't like all the noise and it's the opposite. Like you, the noise means that you can, you, you know where the children are, you can echolocate them and yeah. the, you know, the sounds that they make, but then what happens is the anxiety starts the second it starts being quiet and then it reaches a certain level where it's like audible anxiety. And you're like, I haven't heard anything in 15 seconds. And you're all of a sudden, you know, it's like, that's when I have to go. I have to find out where what is the problem. It's the silent anxiety. That's the worst one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Brian, you're gonna find. I think it it's pretty soon. bad. Well, I think it's worse right now with COVID having a baby. Like, oh, I'd be every worse. little I'd be like, sneeze he makes, I'm like, you have no. Oh my god, he's been to the doctor so many times already. <laughs> We're like, what? He, he's been COVID. Are you crazy? Well, well, the doctor said to us, she said, I feel bad for parents of any kids that are like, you know, of little kids right now that can't be vaccinated or anything because especially babies who don't even have really an immune system. So I'd be like, I'd be the mess. Plus, I'd you, be the one. No, I'm not bringing my kid into the doctor. Sorry. I'll see if it's absolutely necessary. Call me when they need their shots. That's it. Nope. Not going. Honestly, they do such a good job that when we've been there, we're the only, like they only have one person in the waiting room at a time. Like they move it that quickly, so I don't know. I've always felt kind of safe there. I go to the urgent I, care that's the got flushing machine home. in the waiting room. <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> that's a free slushy machine. They're like, here, have a slushy while you wait. Do you keep the little uh, the little bottle of Tito's in your pocket for when you leave? Little, little's relative. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's real. It hand has a handle. Yeah, it's got the handle for support. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine having a baby. Baby, a baby. What? A baby during COVID. A baby. The baby during COVID. A baby. A baby. Yeah, that would scare the well, ever. Well, and on top of it, we're going mm-hmm. through an adoption, so like we want to make sure he's like, you know. I don't right. want anything to happen to him in the middle of it. All right, now, so yeah. you're adopting like a 17-year-old that's going to help you take care of the baby, right? Yeah, I wish. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what, 
What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm the stay- I'm just doing the stay at home for now. Oh no! And, and my husband does all the work. Do you remember what it was like to have emotional control inside your head? Not really. I cry a lot more now than it would I ever get better. Before. I think I felt Jeffrey like just sobbing. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Jaina. I tried to remind him before they got into this. I was like, "Do you remember that day that I told you about when my cousin came over and she found me hysterically crying when my marriage was like still it was newly ending, and she was like, "It's gonna be okay. You'll find somebody else." And I was like, "I'm not fucking crying over him. I'm like the nanny's gonna have to leave. I can't afford a house." Keeper, who the fuck's gonna clean the house and take care of these fucking kids? And she just was like beside herself because Horrified, I realized right? I couldn't afford hired help. Right, that I couldn't afford hired help. Any- like I couldn't. Like how the hell was I gonna do all this like by myself? I couldn't run yeah. three goddamn sub jobs, pay and live. You know, and I tried. I sure did try. I had to live in nanny. I, you know, the the hire the. And he wanted a good cleaner, but I couldn't afford a, a, a housekeeper anymore. Like all this shit had to go, man. That was the worst part of it. I was like, ah! no, 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 no. I didn't think you had a live-in nanny. I thought that was just some guy that showed up and didn't leave. There, oh, they those came and went too. But yeah, I understand why. No, that was the handyman. I tried doing <laughs> the handyman because the house was falling apart. I didn't, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got left. I had $90,000 in debt. I had three stores, all the credit cards, everything was in my name. So I was trying to get creative. You know what I mean? The dude was supposed to, I mean, he did fix the porch and there was a lot of repairs made, but it just like, I, so I was let's being creative. You know anxiety, what I mean? Because one, yeah. one of my, my gifts and curses is being an empath and listening to you describe that is giving me sheer anxiety. Yeah. Like it wasn't even my life, but just like, I can't breathe. I need a moment, you know, same thing with just listening to where Brian's at with the baby and, you know, oh, could you imagine going back to that now? have to be my own. Having another baby? No. No. I would rather have my dick put in a vice and chopped off than have another baby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. My mom's already talking about us having a second baby. I'm like, oh. Yep. He might be an only child. Yeah. <laughs> only grandparents can say mm. things like that and not, you know, it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. No, I, I think I'd probably feel different if I was, if there was another parent involved. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be so exhausted and worn out. So it would be different. But this is a lot of freaking work. I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, there is, I, I do have another parent involved, but. It's still a lot of work. But he's what you're. You're home. He's working yeah. a lot of hours. He so does most. Yeah, he, you're yeah. by yourself. Oh, yeah, majority yeah. of the time. But I'm saying at least baby. at least at least at like you know three thirty four in the morning when I'm absolutely sobbing and I'm like I need help. He can, he's like what's going on? <laughs> you know he can come and like help me for a minute, but right. Also, it's like I. I was always like raised to not ask for help. Like we don't like, you know, my mom is not a person who asks for help. So I don't like, I usually wait till it's too late to ask for help till I'm like sobbing. And so you can't form words. Yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah. Like that one, it's amazing. The kind of things that'll set you off too. 
because it'll be that like 3.30 a.m. and you've gotten like you'll fall asleep for like 20 minutes and then you'll hear a sound and then you'll fall asleep for 20 minutes and then you'll hear a sound. And next thing you know, it's 3.30 in the morning and you've got to make a bottle. You'll start dragging yourself to the kitchen. And when you get there, you see that all the bottles are dirty oh, and you have okay. to wash a bottle and then you just start welling up with tears and then just starts rolling down your cheek and then you just put your head down on the edge of the sink and cry. And then while you're washing the bottle, (laughs) you still, the crying is still happening in the other room too. So you've got to do the bottle and your own. And it's getting progressively louder. Yeah. What's taking so long? I'm washing a bottle. If Gabe would have had colic, I would have cried. I I had a colicky baby in daycare and I threw them out very quickly. Like I couldn't, I wasn't a one. Mm -hmm. But like with Gabe, I really enjoyed, I mean, I was exhausted and tired, but I liked getting up at night with him. Like that was, I was working a lot. So it was kind of the only time I got got with him in the beginning. Uh, um, So that was really fun for me. I really enjoyed the baby stage. Um, oh, I thought so it was different Brian, for me. I had fun with it. Have you started making games out of things that are horrible yet? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, how fast and effectively can I put on a diaper without wrinkles and perfectly adhered to itself? Oh, or, yeah. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> or, like, or, like, like, how. <laughs> well, he, how he's... soundly can I get this kid asleep on my lap and then how tall of things can I balance on his sleeping little skull before he moves and wakes up and knocks it down <laughs> one time I got a whole bottle and like two creamers balanced on his head at Pablo's for breakfast I was proud of that one no Briar <laughs> Briar's oh like God, the lightest Jesus. sleeper ever I don't think he would do that um, ooh, ooh, another good game um when they start crying, you ever like have you ever heard like a repetitive machine like a copier or a dryer and it's making a sound and then it starts to sound like a song and there's like words repeating like oh, yeah, yeah. and then the cry starts to do that and you start to make up a cry song and start singing it back to them. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but that's, that's a good, good one. That's a good idea. I'm telling you, see, Dana, you, don't you should write a book on vacuum cleaner. Yes, Dana that's, should about all the crazy things to do, like the games to play with a baby to keep yourself sane. Most of them just de-escalate it. Like you just you 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 just have to. That's the hardest part is because you're you're tired, you're exhausted, yeah. you're alone, you haven't had adult interaction in forever. You're watching mm-hmm. insipid 3D Indian made like children's cartoons on Netflix, and like you're just like trying to think of things to keep yourself sharp. Then you it is a mindful struggle to constantly redirect your perspective on things. Like right, right. You, you, you're looking at this and like, this could be miserable or this is an opportunity for me to reframe reality in a way that's probably not delusional and get through this in a happy way. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I yeah, think, exactly. too, it helped prepare me was that I did daycare, so I was used to being home. So it made it easier for me to be with them. Well, and you beginning. were used to routine like Kelly, as you, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took, you know, it was just years of being alone and doing it that kind of <laughs> worn me down to where I'm like, <laughs> but 
count was well, going I was back to, to work. I was used to what? going to work. I was yeah. used to going to work, so I understand. Like, yeah, well, it's different when you're going to work every day, and then all of a sudden you're staying home. You don't see anybody. That's a whole different ball game. You know what I mean? But for mm-hmm. me, I worked at home with just children, so I was already. You, you know what I mean? Like that was my life, and it was okay. You were prepped a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I was used to it. Like that was what I did for a living, and so it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like I'm. It doesn't bother me. Like when I we were just in quarantine or whatever after the holidays, and Aunt Mal couldn't come to her office to work, so nobody was here, and it was just the kids and I. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. I'm like, what a nice little break. I don't see nobody. It's just I'm like, hmm, all right. This is okay. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me to, like, be secluded for a little bit of time. You know what I mean? It can't go on forever because then I start going nuts. But, you know, I like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I like short breaks of, like, it's a nice recharge for me. Um, but, yeah, what was it like going to work for you? Like, you used to, what, Anna was 12 weeks, right? When you went back to work? How much anxiety did you have See, dropping was, her off at well, my house? It was interesting. I mean, so finding someone as a daycare provider that was, you know, that was a good match, obviously, I didn't expect it to work out as well as it did. And then I met you and I was like, okay, check that box. We're going to be okay, you know. But Mm. alongside that, I had a number of issues around work. I had a supportive boss, but not some of the members of the legislature weren't very supportive of women taking paid leave or unpaid leave. And there was another uh, coworker of mine that we were out on leave at the same time. And what we were put through compared to what, how a man would have been treated in that situation also created a lot of anxiety because it wasn't just about being a good enough parent. It was also about being respected in the workplace. Right. And I had to, when I came back to work, we, you know, we've joked about how, how many people met Kelly while she was nursing on your couch or in that chair <laughs> in the room. Right. But, right. um, at work, we didn't have a lactation <laughs> room. There was nowhere. So, I mean, thank God you lived so close to the office and I was able to, you know, take my breaks at your house so that I could nurse Anna and spend less time with a breast pump. Cause you know, I was thinking about this the other day and how, it was shameful that I would say 95% of the, the workplace at the county at the time was women. And it's an estimate, but looking wow. around, it was yeah. rare, rare to encounter a man there. Yet there wasn't yeah. a designated space for lactation, you know, and how many, mm-hmm. and I know most of the workforce oh. at one point or another had children. Didn't you right? get a couch added or something? Was that, was it you that got the couch? The, I got the seventies pleather couch. Yeah. I got, you're a um, hero. That's where Christy to... goes to sleep after drinking too much now. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I'm glad it's getting used. Um, but there, I had to get a, um, a mini fridge for to store breast milk. Um, there were there was there was a lot that I advocated for that I was happy to do, but it was shameful that it took me saying something and and looking around the workplace and saying, okay, this is ridiculous. Why isn't this just the standard, you know? Right. And when I asked, they said, well, 
we have a room in the back. It, it's just, it's in a door behind the bathroom. And I'm like, does anyone realize how unsanitary and disgusting that is? So when one of your coworkers who maybe was out drinking the night before and having is having digestive unrest on the other side of the wall, shitting their brains out and you're trying to use a <laughs> breast pump. Your baby. I mean, that's like, special. That's gross. That's gross. It's really great. I mean, it's, but those are things I think, and I don't want to say a lot of men because a lot of women too, who they don't think about that. They don't, you know, they're just like, Oh, mm. you know, Oh, oh my favorite. Are you back from vacation? Oh, you got that one. Vacation. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going to contrast you- your perspective in a moment. Please carry on. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it, like I said, it was eye opening and I, um, it saddens me to think there are a lot of people who didn't speak up. So I had to overcome my anxiety to just say, you know what, these things need to be done. Um, and, and at at a time when the thing that I was thinking about is how much hormones and other chemicals in your body play a part in our ability to function. And, you know, think about adrenaline, what's its purpose, fight or flight, right? Well, when you're chronically fatigued and your emotions are all over the place and you, you know, any errant chemical going through you is going to set you off and trigger you. It's like, you know, one minute you're crying and the next minute you're screaming and, you know, it's, it's true. I, I know you're laughing because you can relate, right? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, you yeah. don't have any sleep to counterbalance that. It's, yeah. What do you do? Yeah, poor you know? Joe. Yeah. <laughs> My poor oh, husband. Man. So Dana, you you were going to counterbalance that perspective. Yeah, well, not counterbalance it, but the other side of the exact same kind of uh, gender biased nonsense. So, oh yeah, stay at home dad. You didn't have any of that, right? Absolutely not. Well, you well, how come <laughs> you're not working? Uh, well, I'm just unemployed. You know, I'm unemployed. Just not going to work. I'm just no lazy. I, like yeah, like I, every day is like the same boss who's thankless, who's just screaming at you. And you're just trying to get through to them and get the job done and form a (laughs) friendship of some kind. And they're just constantly throwing shit at you and puking in your face. And like, yeah, it's, I mean, there's some really good, (laughs) but you know, as any parent knows, I mean, there's lots of good stuff, but like half the time, like when the good stuff happens, you're just like, you're you're still in a crappy headspace from the bad stuff. You're tired. Like nothing's good enough. Everything's not clean. Like uh, your friends have all evaporated and gone away. Like you're you're all alone. You're, you're like facing the death of your ego. Like the man that lived in this body doesn't exist. This is the caretaker to my genetic offspring now. Like you're just like, yeah, you, 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 I just kind of like have everything done ahead of time. And then it's like everything after that is like all for this little thing. And you don't mind doing it, but it would be nice if they said thank you, which is great when they get older because then you <laughs> get to force them to say thank you. And that feels good. But like, yeah, you get, you like, you, I remember one time, I'll tell you a story. Like I went to, um, I went to, uh, my wife was involved in like a, a young, uh, business people kind of ne- yeah young professionals like networking thing and they were having an event at a place it was like a bed and breakfast and i had this like 
ultra ego driven chick from a hotel walk up to me while I was having like a little muffin. And she's like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Dana. <laughs> and she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm a stay at home dad. And then she's like, what, man, no, I mean for work. And I'm like, I'm a stay at home dad. And she's like, I thought this was a young professionals group. Like for people that worked, are you just here <gasps> eating the food? <laughs> I'm like, Okay, well, my wife's on the steering committee. She's right over there. Um, it was a great meeting. You, I have to go. And I just walked away feeling like a piece of trash. I'm like, yep, good old unemployed Dana sponging off the, the little scraps at the table here. That's fun. Like, Eating these dried out Getting your free muffins. muffins. Yeah. So Came for the muffins. And it, was, it would be like that all the time. Like the other end of it, like you'd be like, say like I, I had like a routine. Like I would go like um, – at certain days, like I, I didn't do all my grocery shopping once a week, like just to get out of the house, I would go to Wegmans like two or three times a week and just buy like one bag of groceries, like just so I could have a thing to do, get the kid out so of the house. So the whole week and... didn't go by. Yeah. Right. 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 So I, I, I'd go to, I'd go to Wegmans or something, and I'd, I'd, I'd push the cart around, and then just like reaching out for human contact, like you'd see a human next to you, and you're both looking at something kind of similar, and you're just like. Yeah, it's hard when they move stuff around. You can't ever find that thing you're looking for again, huh? Like you know, just like a, just like a, just, just like a thing. Wegman's loves to do, right? Yeah, just just Why? like a thing you say, Why? just a thing you say to like have like human interaction. And it's they're a marketing like, technique. I had I had one lady at Wegman. She's like, I hope you don't think you're using that baby to get my number. And I'm like, no, I, I was just What's wrong saying hi, kind of. I gotta go. This is great. This is a lot of fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, so, the, actually, I don't want to cut you off, but it it reminded me of something. So, and it ties into anxiety and Wegmans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Jeffrey, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna please toss tell me your direction. Tell that story about that one time. Which one? Because there I were a know. few. I, I don't know. When you, all <laughs> I can think about is that one time you're like, you're never. We're going to believe what I just saw at Wegmans. And then like two days later, you show up to bring your kid to daycare. And you're like, oh, my God, that's what I saw. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't the story, but it's a good one. It no. has nothing to do with anxiety, but it all to do with inappropriate assumptions. Okay. So there, there was an individual at Wegmans using one of those motorized carts eating novelty ice creams that I'm pretty certain she had not paid for. <laughs> like haagen kind of stuff? Yes, like scoot it on over, sampled. <laughs> but who's going to say something to that person? No oh, one is. Oh, I would have. Yeah. But like, did you pay for those magnums? You over there chomping down, honey? You enjoying that? <laughs> Listen, that's amazing. I love busting I, people's I, I mean, really, it's like, okay, I'm like, yeah, who's going to... Well, you're not going to say anything, because, I, I mean, you just... I like at, a, at a certain point, I'm going to have to try this whole entitlement thing. It sounds kind of like magic. <laughs> <laughs> Wegmans so you will know put your ass in jail. Uh, they didn't Aww. with her, so I'm just saying. Aww. No, no. But well, so my, was she my, fat? I have a story about one time when I was eight years old at Wegmans. Yeah. A bad story. But go ahead and tell your story. What did you do? Oh, well, no, I was, I was just saying to Jeffrey, like, remember... Like when you would beg anybody you knew to go to Wegmans for you, 
Mm. Oh, yeah. because of the debilitating anxiety you were just like i can't uh, go to the store i cannot uh, go you know there. what like, you talking about after no because you the there were several points the, it wasn't just that one trigger event it happened a few times where you're just like i can't i can't yeah. go yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh. too much mm -hmm. yeah. Dana but, yeah, well, i think but then a part of working at home i think i got used to being around just kids so it, yeah wegmans it is too many people but then COVID happened and all of a sudden, nobody was on top of you. And if and somebody was, was nice. on top of you, you're just like, <laughs> and then they leave. And you had all the space in the world. Uh, let me tell you something. That does not happen in Missouri, okay? The one oh, time I had in New York was wonderful. <laughs> My, uh, Tim was horrified because <laughs> we went to Walmart together. And he just all of a sudden heard me scream, Back up, bitch! And he was like, what the fuck? And he came running. He's like, are you, what's going on? Like, do we need to get the fuck out of here? Like this, she just kept like being on top of me and I couldn't, like, I was like, we gotta go. I left the cart and I just walked out of the store. I can't. What was she like, doing? I, she just like, every time breathing. I turned, Breathing, breathing. Uh, top of me. Like, wh what the oh, fuck? Man. Like, there's a whole aisle. Like, I mean, it was like three aisles of her, like just like she was right on top of me, and there was no reason to be. Like I would no, like move see. to the other side, and I'm like, I don't know if she just thought it was funny. You know what I mean? You could tell I was getting agitated. Like I kept zigzagging, and it was like, bitch, you no. know what? Come on, what the fuck here? What's going you've on? Gotta, I, just, <laughs> I can't. You've got to. You've got to embrace it. See, I try. Mm -hmm. I used to get mad just like you. I understand how you feel. No, but there's an alternative. You back into it. You back what? right into it. You or just yeah, start right. coming backwards. No, because I'll go right to jail. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I'll take him out. <laughs> nope. You just rub right up against them. Be like, oh, excuse me. I, I know. And you just be real pleasant about it. I'm I used to get mad. Against, I man. get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm COVID fat. I can't fuck with people like that. I'll take them out. It'll be a hate crime. No, you got it. That's part of the. That's part of the finesse. Is you just start doing it real slow. Maybe have a little rhythm to it. You know. Look at I'm Kirsty Ellie <laughs> off Jenny Craig big again. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Mm. it's about the speed. You don't do it rough. No, Nobody wants to rough. Hurt okay. a bitch. Hurt a bitch. No, I can't. I, yeah, I go to Walmart now and I just, they, th they throw it in the trunk. They throw it in the trunk because I can't, I can't, I can't. And the, the Walmart now, down here, second, these people do don't work. Other people Nobody call wears that masks. curbside pickup. Jeffrey, they call that curbside pickup, not throwing well, it in the trunk. I don't care. I hate that fucking place. <laughs> and, you know, I'm down, you, you know, you, you, can, you can spit and hit Arkansas. So I'm. I'm at the home of like Walmart, which it just makes me sick because I, I just wish it would go out of business. But there's no options down here. There's nothing. There's no organic food. And the produce, you want to talk about anxiety. You cannot get produce that lasts more than two days. You want to know why middle America is fat and overweight? What the fuck? Where are the farmers? What is going on? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I'm in my, where are people well, not hey, let's let's rewind back to topic anxiety how bad do you get anxiety when you've been surviving on like a handful of whatever your kid left on their plate and like water for an entire day like how great is that like if you want oh. if you want to crank up 
that vibrating like electric motor in your head that makes it so you can barely focus your eyes on something and say words out loud. There is nothing better than dehydration and, and poor nutrition. Oh. I mean, that's just taking the, the, I mean, all Bro. those situations you put yourself in, mm, plus way worse. In the evening. Just coffee, yes. Just, just coffee. coffee. The just coffee yeah. is worse, yeah. Jeffrey. The, remember, oh, yeah. Dana, the just coffee yeah. days where it would yep. be like six o'clock at night and you'd look mm -hmm. back on your day and realize literally the only thing you consumed was coffee. Just a coffee, yeah. Coffee. Oh, Not uh, even I'd multiple too much coffee. I'd have my That's handful of like vitamins and medication. <laughs> Mm -hmm. mixed with coffee with a scoop full of collagen and I'd be so sick to my stomach and be like, I don't know why I feel so sick. Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's, I'm so sick and I don't know why I keep gaining weight. Motherfucker, because you didn't eat. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Like I'm fairly sure, you know, I, I feel a little better than I used to. But I, I, I'm 80% certain that I lost about 10% of my cognitive control, like in terms of like emotional regulation. I think it's just gone. It's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of it came back after the kids started sleeping. I started eating better. <laughs> but man, look, when I was when I was like 25 years old, I felt like, a, you know, I could just like slough it off. Somebody get mad at me. I'm like, I don't care. Now it's like somebody gets mad at me and I'm like, I hate myself. And it's the word. I don't want to. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't, there's, yeah, you can't I... take criticism. You can't. You, and then when you, when you talk to people and like, you think they're misunderstanding you because you're just so out of it. You can't like read facial expressions anymore. And then you say it again. And they're like, no, no, we got you. And then you feel like a crazy person. Like, yeah, just said that twice for no reason. Yeah, this is. Your emotional intelligence is gone completely. <laughs> just gone. This is gone. Kids, kids are good for you like that. Hmm. Well, I think, too, probably our life and all the, the shit that we've gone through as adults. Right, mm -hmm. like there's so much trauma. You once you have kids, I think it brings out all the things we've gone oh. through as children, what our parents did to us or didn't do to us, or you know what I mean. That what, how we weren't loved, what happened, oh. you know, all those things come up, and I think it really manifests. And then it's like you have to deal with all that and unpack oh. it, and it just turns into this big pile of shit that it's like <laughs> there there is nothing like raising the kind of coping mechanisms into your children that you have as the result of direct abuse without the abuse. They're just copying you. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I didn't abuse you, but you're acting as messed up as I am. Oh yeah. We watched you. Cool. Like mm -hmm. that's a great generational way to pass that down. That's so then you have to like, then you find yourself like actively reparenting yourself through your children. Like mm -hmm. when you see them, like when, when you're like, Oh, then when they make that face or that sound or they're sad or like there's something happened where you're like, you're like, Oh, I know how that felt. And you just like swoop right in and you're like, like, I would, this is what my daddy should have done. <laughs> you get in there and you're like, it's okay. And your kid's looking at you like, I think this is, you're overdoing it, dad. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> like, it wasn't that big of a moment for me, but yeah, clearly it was no. for you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, daddy's having a minute. Just let it's you're getting a hug, and that's good. <laughs> so, you know, 
It's so hard. I mean, I think you have to grow up all over again. Yeah. Once you have kids and kind of relearn who you are and how to be you. And then I feel like it's a whole new set of anxiety. And I think, Kelly, you, we were just talking the other day about what Anna was going through. And it was so triggering for me because I, I could feel myself mm-hmm. being in that moment with what she was going through. And it was, it took me right back to middle school. You, you, you tell everybody what she, what was happening with her? Yeah. So, um, and I think she may have just scooted by me, but um, yeah. So last week was um, the first week of ski club and uh, a situation where we thought a lot of her classmates were going to be there and it turned out they were not. Mm-hmm. So she didn't know the, um, program director. She didn't know any of the students on the bus. She was all alone. She got separated from the group. Um, She went off and took a lesson. And afterwards, when she came back, nobody from her group was in the area. Um, You know, very overwhelming. She's only 10 years old, having to, you know, figure out where to go. Um, It was around dinner time and having to walk into a large room with all these people and figure out, you know, how do I get a meal? What do I do? Who do I sit with? What do I talk to? And it just, I could feel the anxiety and, you know, recall so many of those experiences in my life where you're just, you know, you just want to sit down and cry. What are you going to (laughs) do? You know? And I think when you and I were talking about that the other day, it kind of sparked the question, do we ever really get over that? Do those patterns repeat throughout life? Um, You know, and the answer is different for each person. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing, you know. Some people choose or find coping mechanisms or a way to push through that. Others retreat back and say, well, I never want to feel like that again, so I'm going to take no risks in life. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to expose myself. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where somebody could make me feel uncomfortable, you know, and I think each of us have moments of all of that, you know. Mm. So. But, all right, so Kelly, but I'm going to say, like, then there's people like your husband that'll just be like, no, nah, I never had that. I just sit down with the kids and we had a good time. Like, somehow he just managed to float through and be like, no, nah, it, was, it was fine. He is now. <laughs> he um, is a Zen master. He is now. He really is. Um, as a kid, though, he was not that person. He wouldn't no? take risks. No, oh. he wouldn't. At all. I don't, he not he's not really a risk taker now. No, but he's also not somebody who fear and anxiety don't rule him. Oh, you know? no, no, um, no, no. Not at all. But no, I don't, they he, don't. He's not like somebody that's going to go and like jump off the high cliff into the hot springs either. No, but he's also I not going to not do something in the way that, say, I would say, to the extent that I know each of us, each of us talking now, I think we yeah. all have that quality in common where there's times where we just say, yeah. mm, nope, can't push past that thing that's in front of yeah, me. Absolutely. I don't think he, he ever encounters that. Yeah. Yeah. He would just yeah. be like, what are you talking about? But as yeah. a kid, um, he said he was never really encouraged to try new things or do new things or um, even excel unless it was ex- at sports. So he he marvels at our kids' ability to raise their hand and ask a question in school. You know, talk about another anxiety-triggering thing. For some people, 
their hands constantly in the air because they, they want to talk. They have the answer for others. Like the worst moment of their life would be being called on and going, could I just be invisible now, please? I remember, I remember they'd make you like go around the room and you'd have to like read a paragraph (gasps) in the textbook. So you'd you'd count ahead and be like, I got to practice this paragraph Mm because that's coming to me. I got to do this one. And then you oh, practice it. About that. Something happens, and they change the order somehow. And then you've yeah, got to do Johnny a different one. Johnny goes to the one. bathroom, and then yep. all of a sudden you're reading it the wrong uh-huh. paragraph. Yeah, I can't think of a more bullet sweating moment than when you're like, or "What oh, about if it was a paragraph, but there was a word you just didn't know?" And then mm-hmm. you were like, "And you're trying to balls. sound it out." Oh, and then, yeah, no. you're trying to sound it out, and then you know that kid up in the the next row, two seats over, is like. He's snickering. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Good oh, feelings. That was the worst. We oh, had, yeah. It was, I'll never forget the eighth grade. The kid's name was Matt Shalice. And we were in like the special reading class in middle school. And this kid called it, he's like, oh, what's it? Chahos? Chahos? And it was chaos. And we all <laughs> were just hysterical. Over the fact that he called it Chahos and didn't know that it was chaos. You know what I mean? Like, but we weren't making fun of him, like, because we were all there for a reason. It just you sounded know I mean? funny. None of us could read, right, but right, he right. just, <laughs> Chahos. <laughs> what the hell is a Chaho? So, <laughs> you know, like, as you're older, like, at least, you know, he laughed too. We, you know, we were all in on the joke together because we were all slow, but. Yeah, you were a little kid. It was horrifying. I mean, and I don't like bad. to me. I don't feel like that's a helpful thing to do to a child. Why would you no. purposely no. induce terror into children? We went to Catholic school. That's kind of their stick. <laughs> no shit. They did it in public school too. Was it? Wasn't it great? Like when you had to go to like the remedial trailer. Like they march you outside, like you're going to the outhouse or jail, and they're like, and then you're in there with like that teacher that wonders where her life made a wrong turn, and she's got these miscreants, and like they're trying to get you to read, and Miss you're just like, ah, who? Mrs. Gauston. Oh, was that she what her name was? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There was Mrs. Pachano. She had the red Lee Presson nails. She always snapped her fingers, and she was like, "I'm going to teach <laughs> oh. you how to remember this." She goes, I ate and I ate till I got 64. And that's how I can the remember. The finger snapping. Six yep. times six is 64. Mm. That's how I remember. Mrs. And Mrs. Baden with her six weird times. head twitch yeah. thing yeah. in the math class. What was she, that? I don't know. She came in to Mrs. Cooney's uh, history class. And I, had, like, my notebook was, I was on the last page or whatever. And I had one question left. So I wrote it on the back of the, you know, the notebook, the cardboard thing. It was the last question. She came in, whipped the door open, interrupted Mrs. Cooney, and she was like, you do not write on the back. If you can't afford a notebook, I will buy one for you, and fucking threw the notebook at me. She's like, sorry, Mrs. Cooney, and turned around and walked out. That's amazing. That's Catholic school. Well, we had we had this one teacher. Her name was Miss LaDuce, and she was like this young blonde girl that was like her first key teaching gig. And she was like trying to make a name for herself or whatever. And Mrs. Baden, she did the same thing. She came in and she tried to start yelling at somebody. She got in her face. Mrs. LaDuce, oh, she walked right up to her. She walked right up to her, got in her face, and she said, excuse me, this is my class. You will leave now. And she like walked her right out the door. Like every single child, 
Like we all wanted to have like this, like 16 candles, slow clap. Like you did it. You did the thing. Yeah. Like, middle school. St. Mary's elementary school was not like that. It was a great, you went there, Brian too, right? You went to St. Mary's for like mm-hmm. kindergarten or something. I thought. No, I went to no? all public school. Oh, St. Mary's was a great private school. I mean, it was Catholic, but it really was a private school. Blessed Trinity was ran by a nun. Sister Walter ran. And this bitch, you know what I'm saying? She 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 wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? She needs some dick, something. She got to look a pussy, something. This bitch, she wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just, she fucking, she, I don't know. She needed, she loved Jesus, but she just, she was a miserable bitch. And I can, she would go to Every classroom with report cards came out. Do you remember this? And she would call you every student up to the classroom, go through your report card and be like, you need to work on this. You need to do this better. What's this? Oh, this ain't good. To every fucking kid. Horrifying. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's sixth grade. First time we're getting a report card. And I'm, you know what I mean? I'm fucking horrified. So have your palms ever sweated more than going to the principal's office and you had to sit there in her fucking shag rug, green carpeting with her bright red fucking hair, like bitch, the 70 year old androgynous Ronald McDonald. Yeah. And then her little sidekick there, the little midget fucking thing, Helen Therese with her mustache. (gasps) Did you ever get in a quiet? Did you ever get it? Did you ever get in a quiet talking competition with her? where she talked so quietly and then you would try to talk quieter than her. And then she would talk even more quiet until your mouths were just moving and nothing was coming out. And she'd be like, do I really talk that quietly? And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) that bitch did library. We would do the craziest thing. She's the only one that ever has given me detention because she was passing out whatever the hell it was we were doing. And I said, she, I don't have a sister. Right. I said it out, you know, and I, I do that. I still do that to this day where my words come out backwards. And she thought I was swearing and that I did it on purpose. And she gave me fucking detention, lunch detention. I do it on purpose. And she didn't give me a fucking sheet. Yeah. I used to get beat up on the playground so hard. I'd actually stop. I, I, w- I would leave like three math equations off of all my homework. So I had to stay inside for recess. So I'm just like sitting there and do my math. Because Mrs. Baden would not let you go outside if you didn't have your homework done. That that first year in sixth grade was so anxiety-inducing to go in that cafeteria that um, Mike and I, we would would go to all the teachers' bulletin boards and Mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to go. We would eat in the classroom, and so we would be left alone. didn't have to go outside. We didn't have to eat down there because I I couldn't handle it, man. Like I'd find a fucking way out of it because I, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. so I would find a way out, girl. I am not doing things I'm not comfortable with. Now, would you tell your parents that you felt that way? Oh yeah. Hell no. I'm just wondering, because like by eighth grade, I was a proclaiming atheist, just walking up down the halls. God isn't real. Just hoping somebody (laughs) would send me to public school. No, I mean, like, about the, the anxiety that you felt. Would you come home and tell your parents that, or was that not a welcomed conversation? I mean, for me, I didn't even know what it was. All I knew was it felt bad. Like, I didn't know what anxiety was. Like, I would right. just sit there and be like, you know what? I can't play with anybody on the playground. I'm just sitting over on the side watching them do stuff, hoping they're not going to pick on me. 
Like I would, I would just try to remove myself as much as possible. And then I go home and tell my parents and be like, I feel really lonely. Like I don't really have any friends and there's nobody I can talk to about anything. And they're like, well, talk to people. Solution. <laughs> Yeah. Feel, See, feel I was, better. I was lucky. At least, I, at, you know, back then I had Mike. You know what I mean? Like we were Angus, man. Mm-hmm. What about Brian? Did you were you able to talk to Jody about what? You like if you were anxious? Anything or what you went was through? Going it, yeah, on? anything that you went through oh, no, as no. a kid? No, not really. Were you allowed no, to? I mean, I could talk feelings? to her about it, but no, no, I could talk to her about it, but she's not like my mom's not really one for. Like, she just kind of pushes through it. I don't know. She's probably kind of like Andy. Like, she doesn't... She just does it. She doesn't dwell in what could be or what not be. She just does what... I don't know. So, she keeps I'm it always moving. trying to dissect it. Yeah, yeah. She, she just keeps it moving and just keeps going. She doesn't yeah, linger. She doesn't. Yeah. No. So, I guess that's a really good question, then. At what point in your life... Because I think we do a better job today talking to our kids about emotions and giving them words around that that was not part of our upbringing at all. No, absolutely. Nope. Completely different today in a good way, I think, to the point where, you know, I think it was Jeffrey, you said we were almost reliving our, our childhood through our parenting and all of that. I think a lot of that is true because we're looking at it through a different lens of what do I wish I had had, you know, for support as a child during these times. I mean, I am an only child, so I would, I was very, very lonely and I felt like I just didn't fit in anywhere. Um, yeah. So I always felt like an outsider. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, that loneliness was awful. It was Mm -hmm. suffocating and it was, you know, so hard to talk about. You're lucky too, though. Cause I mean, I don't know what your parents were like when they were growing, when you were growing up, but you had awesome parents. Like your mom and dad, they're the, like the sweetest people. Man, they, I, I would have killed for anything close to even just one of those. Well, I got lucky because, and I think Anna did step out again, which is good. Um, my mom definitely uh, upgraded, so to speak, because my bio dad would not have. I would not have had the childhood that I did mm-hmm. had things stayed that way. So um, my mom remarrying and, you know, marrying my dad changed everything for us. You know, we didn't have a lot growing up, but certainly um, I think everyone always felt safe in our house, mm-hmm. you know, and I, looking back, I, mm-hmm. my friends have always had a close relationship. I mean, look what, look at our group of friends. Everybody knows my parents as almost as well as they know me, you know, they're, they're always around and, you know, they care. Like if you're important to me, you're important to my parents, you know, Um, which I think is, is a rare thing. And I'm thankful for that. Um, But there's still differences in how we parent and, you know, what, how, how we talk about things with our kids today versus what, what happened when we were kids different generation well and then you got the part where it's like how much of its nature and how much of its nurture like it you you might do everything right and maybe it's just the case that those neurons are just in the spot they are and your kids regardless of how like caring and comforting you are anxiety might still just be a thing for them or depression might just still be a thing it might just be hardwired there you know 
I mean, it's like, it's hard to even say like where it really comes from. Well, and I think there there's a lot more science is starting to understand about that as well about how mm-hmm. one person's trigger, you know, the same yeah. set of events happen to two people, and the impact can be very different. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We were just I talking mean, about how they're generational, mm-hmm. how it's imprinted in DNA. And like the things that your parents go through and the trauma that they go mm-hmm. through is then affected into your children. Oh, you yeah. Know? Right. And you look at adopted children. How is nature versus nurture affected to adopted children? You looked at how many children that are adopted have these, or parents that adopted children have horror stories of mm-hmm. that, you know, on paper they did everything right. And these adopted mm-hmm. kids just could not fucking get it together because they couldn't handle the fact that they were adopted, you know, and they lived very similar lives to what they came from. I mean, it's, it's really an interesting. Well, and perception, perception weighs heavily on it too. You know, Jeffrey, you and I were talking about that the other day and how, you know, two people growing up in the same household can have completely different recollections and views of the same events right Mm -hmm. and doesn't mean that one person's right and the other one's wrong but it certainly affects your relationships and how you know so i think it's huge some of it might even be a choice like if you look at say there's a a kid that's you could have the the same child go through two different um really stressful hurtful abusive situations where they're put under a lot of stress and they're having a really intense emotional reaction. I mean, you've got really, as, as a survival mechanism, you've got two choices. You can either sit there and just tighten up and suffer through it and feel that nasty feeling all the way through, or you can train yourself to detach from your feeling. And that's like, they, do you, one's not right and one's not wrong, but you, you could have that same abusive situation create two completely different people one being somebody who really knows the feelings and understands them and then you've got another person that's really taught themselves that feelings aren't that important i don't need feelings they just hurt they make me feel bad right yeah Hmm. i'll just focus on the ones i like i don't i don't need to feel those other ones so i mean it's like it's crazy it's true yeah it's absolutely true well kids I, we're, we've hit over an hour. I think maybe next week we should pick up kind of on this and kind of pull this thread a little more because I think it's such an interesting um, conversation. And I know Brian loves to get into the science of things. Um, mm. I know he keeps looking at his watch because he got to sleep because they may be going to get up in the next couple hours. Um, oh, I know. So sleep. kids, <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you, Jana, for joining us for your first week. How, how do you feel? I'm good. It yeah. was a nice time. Yeah, I enjoy all of your company virtually through my phone. <laughs> through the screens. Kids, it was a very fun second week. I'm excited. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're listening, watching us, we love you. Please share with your friends. Subscribe on YouTube. You can just go to uncensoredradio.live. It'll take you to our YouTube page and subscribe, share with your friends. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash my uncensored radio. You can like us and follow us on YouTube. No, Instagram and Twitter at live UCR. Thank you guys and have a good night. We'll see you next week, Monday at.
9 o'clock Eastern. Bye, bitches. Bye. 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 Bye.